Welcome to the Rent to Retirement Podcast, your resource for passive real estate investing and retirement strategies. If you're new to real estate or planning your financial future, you're in the right place. Join us at renttoretirement.com to find your path to financial freedom and an easy, carefree retirement. Enjoy the show. Hey, Rent to Retires, it's Adam Schrader here, and we are once again joined today by the founder and CEO of Rent to Retirement, Zach Lamaster. And we are also joined by the founder and CEO of TARDIS, Tanisha Souza. But we're going to talk today about that wonderful thing that everybody loves and adores in today's world, and that is inflation, which is admitted by the government to be 8.5% over the past 12 months. If you listen to our recent podcast episode with uh, one of our mortgage brokers, Aaron Chapman, he mentioned the Shadow Stats website that a lot of people love to look at where real inflation, they're saying, is closer to 15 to 17%. But any way you look at it, we are at a roughly 40-year high when it comes to inflation. And what we want to talk about today is kind of how you can invest during the inflation, but most importantly, kind of how TARDIS is positioning their clients and how it is impacting their strategy, because obviously high inflation does lead to slightly different strategies. So Tanisha, welcome. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about, uh, just remind everybody if they haven't listened to the other podcasts, what is TARDIS? All right, so um, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here again, especially about this wonderful topic of inflation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so, so TARDIS is basically, we're a wealth coaching company. And we've been in business for about 20 plus years. And uh, what we do is we teach the average person how to create wealth uh, through passive income, monthly passive income. We do it in kind of a unique way. Uh, We utilize different types of investments, but really it's the system that we use. I received a patent on it in 2014. It's called the Income Snowball. And and it's been very effective in helping people to retire between five and 10 years, typically. Some people take a little bit longer. Some people do it faster. But all you need is a little bit of cash flow, a little bit of leverage, and um, the right types of investments purchased at the right amounts at the right time. And and it's smooth sailing. So, you know, I think one of the challenges is there's a lot of people out there that really haven't saved enough for retirement. Um, they're wanting to get started in their investing journey, but it's taking them a long time to save. And now with inflation, it's going to take them even longer, right? So unless, unless you can ask your boss for a 15% raise every year, <laughs> right? And then you have to do something different than what you're currently doing in order to kind of combat that. And that's, that's what we're all about. That's excellent. And just to be specific for anyone that's curious about TARDIS or hasn't looked into uh, your program, obviously we work with you intricately with a lot of our clients and we've had nothing but excellent success stories from a lot of rental retirement clients that are utilizing the TARDIS program to invest in more creative and opportunistic asset classes outside of real estate. Real estate plays an intricate role in the the income snowball and a financial plan. But really what TARDIS is doing is allowing clients to build a very strategic plan with a timeline associated with accountability and coaching to maximize their return on investment in short or kind of medium term type of type of notes or investment classes, right? I mean, and they can, this is something where they can, if they have a little bit of capital to invest, you don't need a ton of money to start this. This is something that someone can start with minimal, um, minimal capital. It's not like you need a 
30 or 40,000 down payment for a house to get into one investment. But this is a way that a lot of our clients are actually building up their, their capital quicker by not investing with their own money and utilizing strategic things like lines of credit to be able to uh, obtain a high return on investment rather quickly and actually save up their money to buy another house and use as a down payment quicker to expedite their financial goals. Did I state that accurately? Anything you want to add to that? Love that. <laughs> well, you know, um, someone else, there, there was somebody that I think uh, it was kind of interesting, somebody in the financial field, when he heard about it, he called it um, an alternative asset multiplier. I like that <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. And, and, you know, I just spoke at an, an event in uh, Mexico and uh, I was on a panel and somebody afterward came up to me and said, um, man, that thing sounded so cool. Your, your income storm. I'm like, Oh no, it's income snowball. <laughs> but I like income storm. <laughs> that it's raining, it's raining. Yep. Yeah. All right. <laughs> income storm. So yeah, it was great. Um, but yeah, so, so, I mean, I think the, the, the problem obviously for inflation and here's what I'm hearing from people. And I think it's kind of interesting is some people are afraid to do anything right? Because of inflation. So they're just kind of frozen in fear. And that's, to me, the absolute wrong thing to do, because you're going to, you're going to be behind the eight ball. What are you going to do? Take your money, bury it under your mattress, and then like cross your fingers. Because if, if it's, what are they saying? They're saying it's 8%, right? But the, the shadow website saying it's 15. I think I, I read somewhere an article where Elon Musk was saying that it's higher than 8% too. Um, whatever the, the number is, um, if people are out there deciding that they're going to not do anything, I think that's that's the worst thing that you can do because um, you're, you're basically, we know we're always losing money in a normal economy. It's what, 2 3% per year for inflation. Yeah, I mean, they admit that they want us to lose 2 to 3% a year. Right, right. So it's like, okay, you know, and so they're looking at it going, yeah, but then what if money's not worth anything? I'm, well, even if it's not, even if it's worth less in the future, I'd rather have more of it. Than less. Well, it's even more of a reason to have a actual investments, right? And, and, and hard assets, you know, there's the, the pitch for real estate, obviously. I mean, and, and we'll get back to TARDIS real quick, but real estate in an inflationary environment is the best asset class you can have hands down, especially when you're using leverage. Leverage is your best mitigation factor against inflation because you're borrowing at today's values that is being devalued in the future, paying the bank back with dollars that are worth less in the future. And so in addition to that, you're buying physical assets where inflation can be a tool. Inflation, inflation causes rental increases over time. It causes appreciation in, in the home. So, I mean, inflation could be towards your advantage when you're buying actual physical assets and, and actually investing that money. And I agree with you, you need to be doing something. A lot of, th I think when we have a little bit of uncertainty or turmoil, people, it's not that they're not ever going to do anything, but they're just waiting. But waiting is really hindering you because you're, yeah, you're losing the valuation of your dollar at the amount of inflation or higher. When we talk about the CPI index uh, for inflation, Adam, I believe that excludes food and energy which are two huge factors they, they exclude just because of volatility with that. But that is, um, I mean, those are ex extremely important things to incorporate. So true inflation is, is significantly higher. Um, and, it, you know, we're seeing obviously gas prices and things like this and energy going up at dramatic costs. So you got to be doing something with your money to pace inflation at, le at the very least and ideally be it and, and use it as an actual tool. 
But um, let's get back to kind of what you were talking about, Tanisha, with with how you're positioning people to combat inflation. Okay, well, the system itself, right, the income snowball, and I, like I said, I have a patent on the calculator, which will project out the exact time frame that you will be financially free. And, and just to, so everybody's on the same page, I think we have the same definition of financial freedom, which is when your passive income covers all of your living expenses. So I learned that through, you know, Robert Kiyosaki many years ago when I was trying so hard to try to get on my job. And I was like, wait a minute, like all I have to do is cover my living expenses. And once I've done that with passive income, I can, I don't have to work anymore. So, you know, in, in an inflationary environment, you probably want to build in there some additional income for, you know, to account for the increase in costs of your, co- you know, your cost of living. But, um, but it still is one of those things where you you do need to to work. So for what our system itself, what it does is it reduces the risk of whatever investment that you're you're making. But it also takes into account the fact that you're building up more income a lot faster, like exponentially faster than you would normally do. So let me kind of give you an example, and then I'll kind of give a little bit more specifics. So, so someone, for, in, for instance, who might have an extra 1000 or $1,500 cash flow, um, by the end of their first year, could potentially have $1,000 a month coming in, in new income, right? And so, and, and that's kind of, that's about average. Some people start with a lot more. If they have more cash flow, they could end up with, you know, two, three, four thousand dollars $4,000 a month in additional income coming in at the end of that first year. Now imagine that's like, that's like getting, that's asking, like asking your boss for a raise, pretty significant raise, right? To, to have that extra cash each month. Um, but it's just not going to happen. I mean, you might get a raise, but you're not going to get a 15% raise most likely. Right. So, you know, that's why it's so important to do this. So we use the power of momentum. We use the power of what we call fast burning fuel, and we also use slow burning fuel. So there's two different categories of investments we use for the income snowball, right? The most important and what we start with is slow burning fuel, or I'm sorry, fast burning fuel. So it's kind of like, um, we call it fast burning fuel. And the best analogy I can use for it is sort of like what a race car would use. So if you are, you know, racing, and I'm not a racing person, so I might get this wrong. But like, if you're, if you are, um, you have a car in like the Indy 500 or something, you're going to put a certain fuel in there that's going to make it go really fast, going to burn fast, right? Because you're not going to go that far, but you're going to go fast. You're going to go as fast as you can. And um, so the fast burning fuel is what powers the engine of the income snowball. And the slow burning fuel is what we use later, right? So we, we, add, we layer that on, but we start with fast burning. So what's fast burning fuel? So fast burning fuel is very similar to that, the, what you would use to make a race car go. It's shorter term. So the shorter term investments that pay a lot more than what you would get from uh, maybe a slow burning fuel type of investment. So for instance, um, and the reason why, the reason why they pay more is because they're amortized over a very short period of time. So you're getting principal and interest payments over a short period. Obviously, um, you know, when you're, when you're paying your mortgage on a rental property, you want those payments as low as you can get to increase the cash flow on your investment. So you're going to want to get a 30 year mortgage, right? Most people who invest, I don't think I've ever heard of this. 
of a person that invests in a rental property that gets a 15 year mortgage, right? That would wipe out their cash flow, right? But if you are on the other side of that, if you were the investor in that mortgage versus the recipient, right? The person who's paying the mortgage, you, you want the biggest payments you can get because in, in the income snowball system anyway. And the reason why you do is because you want to be able to stack that income on top of itself and be able to make more investments faster. So it's, it's a very strategic way of investing. So the term matters, the amortization matters, the interest rate matters, not so much against the leverage, but against itself, it matters. And all of those things factor into how quickly you can reach financial freedom. So that's the thing. So the, so, so the fast burning fuel comes first, powers it, gives you that extra cash that you need. And then actually, they, now that you have, say, you know, after a couple of years, you have $5,000, $10,000, $25,000 a month coming in. Now you're able to use the, the money from the fast burning fuel to buy the slow burning or, say, the rental properties or the, you know, long term mortgage notes or, you know, or other types of investments that may not necessarily have all the different advantages that real estate do that real estate has, but maybe considered slow burning as well. Um, so there's so there's a lot of opportunity there. Um, and so those are the two different categories. So this, the fast burning, and the slow burning, we like to layer those on top of each other. We like to have the fast burning by the um, slow burning um, so that you don't even have to use your own money because now it's some some other investments buying all the other investments for you if you want to. I mean, you can use your own cash if you want to, but obviously you go faster if you can use other people's money. So um, so that's that's that. Um, and then the other thing that we do to try to hedge inflation as well is the type of investments that you use on the fast burning fuel side. So the two categories, fast burning slow, and then the type of investments. Well, you already mentioned real estate on the slow burning side. I mean, that's obvious, right? It always keeps pace with inflation. The cost of, if, every, if all the cost of everything is going up, that means that the cost, that the value of your home is going up, that your rent's going up. Um, so even if, your food costs are going up and your energy costs are going up and all that's going up. So is your income. So that's a natural hedge on the slow burning side. On the fast burning side, I just did a webinar recently where we talked about crypto, right? And why do people buy crypto in the first place? A lot of times they buy it because, right, it's a hedge against the dollar or whatever, you know, whatever it is in their, in their particular country. Now, the problem with crypto is that crypto typically is very unstable and it's very volatile and you wouldn't want to try to, you know, in my opinion, this is my personal opinion, but I wouldn't want to buy things using crypto if it's going to be worth, you know, 50% or could be worth 50% in 30 days. I mean, I actually know a realtor and you guys might, I mean, you guys are in the business, so you might know someone like this too, but I know a realtor who said that someone was going to buy a house and he's a, he's a luxury real estate guy, right? So he sells like multi-million dollar homes. He had a guy that was going to come buy a house using Bitcoin and they were all ready to go and they were all, you know, starting this, the process. But by the time they were to close, his Bitcoin was worth like so much less that he couldn't close on the property. And I'm like, OK, so, you know, that it's just not that's not the best way to invest if you're going to invest in crypto. So I talked about how you can use stablecoin and get a consistent monthly income and amortize it so that you're getting principal and interest and that the payments are really high 
that then allow you to stack that income and purchase more quicker. And that's not the only investment, but the reason why people like stablecoin is because it's backed by either gold or um, by the US dollar and it doesn't change its valuation. So it's pretty much one-to-one -one with the US dollar or with whatever currency um, whoever's buying it wants to use. It could be yen or something else. But those are also hedges against inflation. But at the same time, you're getting a steady, consistent, recurring monthly income. And that's what, what we're all about, is helping people get that predictable, recurring monthly income, right? Something that you can count on. And having multiple streams of that, right? You have multiple investments. So it's, it's not, you're not all putting your money in one place and you're having consistent income. And then you, you're assisting people in being creative to potentially use lines of credit. So you're not using your own money, obtaining a higher return on investment. I mean, that's the same, same concept with uh, outpacing inflation. It's just that, you know, or if you're looking at, you know, whatever, if you're taking out a HELOC or whatever the case is, which is a line of credit. So if you're paying a certain percentage on that and you can go out and achieve a much higher percentage and be the lender, I mean, these are all creative ways to grow your net worth, to provide stable passive income and have a diversity of different types of investments. And this is probably complex for someone that's, if they're just learning about this or listening to this, they're like, what? Uh, you know, so obviously they need to um, go through and actually have uh, a more in-depth conversation with with a TARDIS coach to explain this more. But this is really where the calculator comes into play, right? Because it's doing a blend of all these things to say, okay, what is your goal? What is your date? You know, what do you, when, when do you want to be? And I'm, in, I'm very impressed on, okay, when I'm talking to a lot of the rental retirement clients that have used TARDIS, it, uh, the calculator will give them like, you know, a specific day, right? To the day, 10 months, or two years, 10 months, 37 hours, whatever the case is, this is your retirement day. This is if you follow these steps and it's yeah. a very clear action plan. And that's really what people need. Uh, we're all investing in these different things because we know it's a good thing to do and in investing in real estate. But how do we quantify that to meet this, this end date? Um, that is the most beneficial thing as well as learning how to creatively invest in these alternative investments to mitigate inflation, but also just have a financial plan in place. Right. Right. And you, and like you said, it's really the multiple streams of income because you really want to make sure that, you know, if something happens, so you've got a, a tenant who moves out. And so you're short a little bit on this particular rental. You've got five rentals. One of them's not paying. You've got this extra income stream from your notes or whatever it is on this side that covers that that payment so you still have that money coming in but again you know it's always people are always you know looking behind we need to look ahead right so we need to stay ahead of this and you don't want to wait or delay you want to do something you know b before it gets worse in hawaii i mean where you guys live i don't think it's that bad <laughs> but hawaii I mean, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but in Hawaii, the, the cost of living is very high, right? I mean, it's very, very high. So, um, the, you know, there's a lot of people moving out of Hawaii because the cost of living is so high. So if you've got the cost of living that's high already, where the wages are not that high, but the cost of living is high. Remember I told you um, I was making, um, fresh out of law school, I was making $100,000 a year in LA. I moved to Hawaii, took a 40% pay cut. So my starting salary at at the same level was 60 grand. I could not find there. I could not. And it was the biggest law firm in Hawaii. You know what I mean? So it's not like, so wages are lower. It just is. I don't know why cost of living's higher because they have to ship everything here. So you've got, you know, they have to put gas on like ships and send it here. And there's additional cost to that milk. Like, I don't know what it is, but it's like, 
I, I don't know. I don't really look at the prices of that kind of stuff, <laughs> but I know it's expensive, right? I do know that, you know, milk and bread and all that stuff is expensive. But um, so when you have that, and then on top of that, now the prices are going up higher. It really, you just don't have a choice. I mean, your well, your other choice is get a second job or a third job, uh, work over time. I don't know. What else could they do? Zach? I mean, you know, move out of Hawaii, you know, uh, <laughs> live off of the land. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the options are not great. So, you know, this is going to be the best option is to, is to move, is to move forward. And hopefully this thing doesn't last for that long. I mean, hopefully things turn around and inflation doesn't keep going to, at this pace, but, um, but there are ways to get ahead of it. And so our system by itself actually outpaces inflation. Just think about it. If you can have enough income to cover all your expenses in five to 10 years, whereas normally it would take the average person saving in their 401k 40 years, 30 years, you know you're, you know you're moving faster than inflation because you're speeding things up by a, you know a fraction of the time that it would normally take you. So if you can create that kind of income that quickly, you know, just alone, not even looking at the specific investments, that by itself is is something that that everyone I believe should do. So, yeah. yeah. You you mentioned like stablecoin and those kind of investments, but in general, have there been any investments that you guys have seen with the, you know, massive inflation we have now? for the fast burning fuel just stop making sense or any that now you're like, oh man, now that uh you know, now that inflation's nine, ten, twelve percent, this one is killing it now. Have you seen any changes in y'all's fast burning fuel because of this inflation? Not really, not really. So, so um, I'll give you a couple of examples. One, there's one investment um, that a lot of our clients use, and um, they're getting like it doesn't sound like a lot because it's about six, six and a half percent. Uh, but it's it's amortized over two or three years, depending on their plan. So the payments they're getting are going to be like over three hundred, maybe four hundred dollars a month on a like a ten thousand dollar like investment. If that's what they're doing, right? Some people are doing a hundred, some people are doing two hundred thousand, some people are doing five thousand. So it really just depends. But um, but that investment uh, really exceeded what we you know everybody expected. So it got nineteen percent last year. And that was during coronavirus. So it's been doing way better. And now it's it's still doing pretty well. Like it's doing, it's always exceeding the minimum uh, monthly. So that means people have extra money to invest now, right? Because their investment perform, outperformed what they were expecting. They're getting their regular fixed monthly payments. But on top of that, they have this huge pile of cash that's sitting there. So my thing was reinvest it. So I taught them how to reinvested. Did, did they have to invest in the same thing? No, of course. They can invest in something else. They can invest, invest in peer-to-peer -peer notes. They can invest it in crypto. They can do something else as fast-burning fuel and diversify, but now they've got all this extra money and so they need to use it, right? Well, it's a, lot, yeah. it's a lot more strategic than that too. Um, and one of the things I love about the TARS program is you see immediate results where you're, you know, you're starting to see passive income right away after you, you, know, you follow the steps in the program and this isn't something you, you need to wait for the future to do. But more importantly, it's not in a lot of cases using your own money, right? I mean, this is really a scenario where you, this isn't just a return on investment that you're comparing to inflation. You're actually creating a new stream of income with, yeah. 
with other people's money with, um, I mean, there's different ways to do this and, and you have a multitude of different investments, which you help people diversify in at different periods of length of time to, to have a, a sustainable portfolio and then take that and reinvest that money. So you get that exponential growth over time, but this is very much without just investing, say like with a house, you put $20,000 down, you need to have that down payment. Uh, yeah. you can use a HELOC. Um, you banks really uh, shy on the fact of borrowing that money from someone else. But this is a scenario where no matter what you're doing, you're creating an additional stream of income um, and being a strategic investor. Is that, is that right, Tanisha? Can you talk about that yeah. a little bit? Yeah. So, so what you're doing is you're using leverage, which is typically a line of credit. It doesn't have to be a HELOC. It's, it's great if it is. We have, believe it or not, we've got renters that don't, can't get a HELOC because they don't have a house. So they're using personal lines of credit or other things. But the key is being able to reuse those dollars, right? So a loan is very different from a line of credit. Line of credit is like a credit card. You use it, you pay it off, use it again. So in our scenario, what we do is we, we, the, when we take the person's calculations, right? We, take, we look at their income, their expenses, their cash flow. We look at all of that, look at what they're trying to do. Are you, you know, how much do you need? When do you need it? Um, are you trying to pay off debt with this? Are you trying to, you know, pay off your mortgage or your credit cards or something like that? We can we can incorporate that into the plan too if that's what you're trying to do. But the idea is to take all of that into account and then put together that plan. It's going to say how much leverage they should use. So you know, like I said, could be eight thousand, ten thousand, five thousand. Could be you know, we were at a the, the Mexico um, event. Um, that I was just mentioning, and one of our clients is is doing we two hundred thousand dollar investments. So he's using two hundred thousand dollars from a line of credit. Now his cash flow is huge, and so it would be a huge mistake for somebody with a thousand dollars cash flow to use a two hundred thousand dollar line of credit. Like that should never happen. It's going to take them too long to pay it off. So the calculator really helps us figure out how quickly they can pay it off. And it should be in a matter of months. It should not take years. If it takes years, that's too long because the, the investments um, are short. And so you need to be able to turn those investments over quickly many times in the time frame that you're repaid for one investment if that makes sense. Yeah. Otherwise, so, that's why you call it fast burning fuel, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We, you know, so people sometimes, you know, they've looked at some of my old, you know, income snowball videos and they're like, oh, you know what? I've got this huge line of credit. I'm just going to take it. I'm going to throw it all into this investment. I'm like, oh, that's bad. Don't do that. <laughs> Seriously, that, that would be a mistake. You, you, you know, all of the, all of this, um, the calculator takes into account the interest rate on your line of credit. It takes into account the amount you're borrowing, the amount of cash flow, the amount it takes into account everything and basically gives you the smartest strategy for reaching the goal. That's it. I mean, why put any guesswork into this? Why, why do something stupid? Just follow the plan. <laughs> that's, I'm oh, all that's, about. That. Yeah. That's what 90, I mean, that's what we need is, is a, as a concrete plan. We're all, I mean, we all have a general plan and we have an idea. I mean, the common um, number that we hear about all the time is, okay, I want to achieve $10,000 a month passive income. Fantastic. It's a round number. That's, I think, why we hear it all the time. And it's feasible. But it's like, okay, how many houses do I need to buy to get to that amount? Um, you know, well, $100,000 house, 250 bucks a month, 40 houses or whatever the case is. Um, that's rather daunting. Now, of course, there's specifically within real estate, there's strategic things you can do to not just have to put 
you know, $800,000 of down payments down to buy 40 houses. Um, to achieve that, you can, you know, scale over time, use 1031 exchanges and things like this. But at least initially, you have to inject that capital and that takes time. So that's, that's definitely something to be conscious of. But again, just so everyone's aware, this is when you're following the TARS program, not only are you getting a specific date and plan, but you're utilizing, as you mentioned, fast and slow burning fuel or more aggressive and longer term investments to combine them to achieve your goal and using also creating the big thing is creating additional streams of income without having to just inject your own money into things. That's, I mean, that's, that's so creative and so essential where you can, and it's, it's not done um, where you, you don't have a specific plan. Obviously you, you guys are coaching them through how to strategically use lines of credit and things like that. But that's huge. A lot of people just aren't even aware of that. That's like, okay, you can gamble. You can take out a line of credit and go and gamble and buy an investment and hope it works out. But this is a much more structured type of scenario where you can uh, you know, create an additional stream of income and, and have multiple of those going at once, be the bank and be the lender, and then also use your capital that you're getting to reinvest, buy real estate, couple all this together. I mean, this is really tying everything together and that's why we love it. Going back to the inflation discussion, um, inflation's not going away. Hate to break it to anyone. And it's probably, I mean, this has been a long time coming actually when the government, when we looked at previous points in history, when the government injects this much capital and holds interest rates this low, for this period of time, I mean, it's just creating a bottleneck where, I mean, inflation is just a natural thing to happen. When I'm invested in real estate and even now with interest rates going up to me, I don't care. Inflation, let it happen. Let it happen higher. I mean, that's, I mean, that's a very selfish way to look at it because this is going to hurt a lot of people that aren't doing anything because absolutely, as you mentioned, wages are not increasing at the rate of inflation we already have. Um, you know, wage issue and, and th there's no way employers can pay that. So you really need to, this is just reinforces the fact that you need to take an active role into your own financial future and really pave that path and make sure you're investing in things that are outpacing inflation and creating additional streams of income. But for me, when we see these inflations, it's like, great. That means that yes, our properties that we've already purchased and we're purchasing now, those are going to be worth significantly more. Those are going to outpace inflation. Those rents are going to be higher. My mortgage isn't going any higher. I mean, that's a set amount. So, I mean, and that, and that money is being devalued over time. So that's uh, inflation can be a beautiful thing if you're using it and actually taking action. I'll get off my soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. So I don't, I don't know if I'd call it a beautiful thing, but definitely um, it doesn't really affect people that are actually moving forward with a specific plan on how to how to deal with this. So, you know, we, we, we were not aware, um, you know, if you go back two or three years, we, we didn't know that we would have hit that huge, you know, bottleneck in time where, you know, so many people are going to not be working and, you know, we're going to have this, you know, shutdown, government shutdown, and all that stuff. So there's just going to be a lot of, you know, economic turmoil. We, we didn't know that that was going to happen. Fortunately, um, all of our clients, you know, they were already prepared. They already had extra money. So they didn't need to rely on the government. They didn't need, you know, they didn't need any of that. We, we had, um, <clears throat> we had clients, for example, who uh, they, they had their business was uh, vacation rentals. That was their business. And so their business was completely shut down. We had restaurateurs who their restaurants were shut down for two years, you know. And so and some of them 
one of them actually she put a she wrote a google review about us because she was like if i you know tardis is the best decision i ever made i would have had to live on my ira or whatever she didn't have to because she had so much extra income that she could use you know and so even before you reach financial freedom you've got all this extra cash and if something happens and you have some sort of emergency it's there can we talk about a a numeric example real quick, just for someone to kind of help solidify this in their mind. Let's say that someone for very first credit flip that they want to do, or before they just that first initial investment, what does that look like for someone that's brand new starting out? Yeah. Okay. So it really depends on their cash flow, like the size of the line of credit they use. Again, like I said, if you got a thousand dollars cash flow every month using a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand line of credit is the wrong thing. And that would not be what we recommend. Let's just use a 10 grand example. That's the one I always use um, typically because it's round number, it's easy. So if you started with say like a $10,000 line of credit, you're gonna end up with between 300 and $400 in monthly income in 15 to 45 days. So, so just to, let me just reiterate that because that's so essential. First of all, this isn't someone investing $10,000 of their own money, right? This is getting a, this, so again, you're, you're creating streams of income with out of thin air, you could say, <laughs> using, using a line of credit strategically with, mm-hmm. within a month, you're getting an additional three to 400 or whatever it was by just now, it, it takes work. That's a caveat here. If anyway, you, you got to follow the program and it takes work, but yeah. um, so you can create additional streams of income by just uh, doing say a $10,000 line of credit. Okay, please go. Yeah. So with that, with that $10,000, like I said, you're going to have anywhere from $300 a month to $400 a month, depending on the, on the amortization. Like, is it, is it two years you're going to get those payments for, or is it three years you're going to get those payments for, or it could be five years, but typically it's going to be three, two to three. Okay. Is the way we like to start. And it depends on various factors, which one, okay. That we, that will, that the calculator will recommend or whatever. So let's say that it's three years. Um, what you need to do then is you, now you're going to get those 300 something dollar payments for the next three years. We're going to take your extra cash flow plus that $300, pay that off as quickly as possible and then do the next investment. So now you've got $300 times two, you know, stacked on top of each other to help you pay it off even faster. What doesn't change is the amount you're putting in. So you are putting in something. It's not much, right? Because you're using the bank's money, which is 10 grand. You might have an extra thousand yourself, right? So after, say, four to five months, you've done two investments of $10,000, but your investment was maybe four or 5,000, right? Because you, after four months or five months, you've already done the second investment. You've got $20,000 worth of investments coming in. You've got $600 a month coming in. That's half of the cash flow you're putting in, right? You're putting in $1,000 a month, but you're getting back, you know, 600 bucks. So that's how quickly it works. And it just goes faster and faster because the next time you do your investment, now you've got three times as much income coming in from the investment to help you pay that line of credit down faster. Now, the, the next piece to that is, you know, the line of credit has to increase because if it stayed at 10,000, eventually what's going to happen is that that payment, that f- the payments you're getting from that first $10,000 investment are going to stop and you're going to get $300 from the next one. It's going to loop. It's going to start looping unless 
you increase that line of credit. So the calculator tells us, okay, you were doing 10,000, now you're gonna do 15, or now you're gonna do 22 or something. And, um, and then so the investment gets greater and then it speeds up again and then it increases again. So we, we show you how to do this. We show you how to increase it. We show you um, when that's gonna have to happen. Some people use other methods. They use like um, life insurance uh, policies instead of lines of credit. And there's lots of different tools you can use. The tools and the investments are not as important because if you think about it, everyone is investing in these same things. They're just not doing it this way. And so they're not getting the same results we're getting, right? So, I mean, everyone can invest in crypto, everyone can invest in these other things, but, uh, or, or, or notes or real estate, but it's the method in which you do it that's gonna accelerate your results better. Yeah. And you call that a credit flip, right? Is that where someone pays it off and increases that value and you have multiple these going on at one, at one time? I mean, where, where does real estate fit in this picture? Why would someone just not do this uh, in perpetuity. I mean, people do, but I mean, where, where does real estate fit into that? And why, why even invest in real estate in addition to this? Yeah. Well, because there's lots of reasons. Number one, you're going to get all the other benefits of real estate, like tax benefits and, and everything else. So you're generating all this income. You do want to have some write-offs as well. But besides that, remember I mentioned beginning, there's two different types of, or two different categories of investments. We have the fast burning, the slow burning fuel. What you want to do is get to the point where you don't have to keep using that line of credit flips. You, you've gotten to the income you want, which is one and a half times maybe what, what you started with. So if my expenses are five grand a month, I want my permanent income to be at least seven or eight thousand a month, right? Because keeping ahead of inflation, I know that I'm going to need more than that. And so I want that in permanent income and maybe I don't want to keep using my line of credit. Maybe I just want to be done and just collect all my money. So what this does is when I start getting 20, 30, $40,000 a month from my, from my investments, I mean, now I'm, I'm using a $200,000 line of credit and I'm paying it off every five or six months. I'm able to purchase with, for cash, uh, a real estate, a rental property for cash if I wanted to, right? Or I could do what we call a split and I can actually keep using leverage and now I'm buying, it's, it's buying all my rentals for me. All of the, all the fast burning fuel that I, that I did all that time, now I can buy three, four, five times as much real estate. That's permanent assets that appreciating in value, keeping ahead of inflation. And I didn't have to use my money to do it, right? My fast burning fuel did it for me. It's yeah. a beautiful thing when your investments are buying future investments. Yes. Um, you know, so that's, that's, that's awesome. I mean, we've just seen uh, some stellar results with uh, rent retirement clients that have just taken their goal that they already had and wanted to invest in real estate as an asset class and believed in that. And they were successful, but then they took that to the next level and expedited those goals. I mean, that's why we love the TARDIS program is allowing them to just take that and knock it out of the park and cut their time frame in half. And, and be a lot more of a strategic investor. I mean, how last month, how many uh, rent retirement clients do you think signed up with the TARS program? Tanisha, I think you said it was- Over 50, yeah. Yeah, and that's actually signing up and actually following the program. So we're, we're seeing people actually do this and be successful with this. And uh, this is why we love having you on to educate us on this. Yeah, yeah, I love every time I get somebody who comes in and I do a strategy session with them and they come from TARDIS, I think I spend half my, uh, my time with them 
talking to them about their TARDIS plan and being like, so tell me about this. So tell me about this investment. Cause they all like, like Zach was saying, they all just rave. And so I always like to hear, you know, how are, how are you doing? What did you start with? What are you getting now? And some of the stories I've heard are just incredible when they talk about the returns that they're getting and kind of what they're, what they're doing with it. So, and this is something for someone that if, if you are in the position where you don't have enough money saved up for a down payment, uh, instead of just taking the traditional, plug and chug, save away for the next two years until you can buy your first rental property. Or if you've already bought some and you're waiting to save up for that next one, be more creative and be more strategic and follow something like this program to help you expedite those goals and earn that income faster to reinvest it faster. Absolutely. Tanisha, I have one final question for you here before we wrap up. When it comes to having all these lines of credit that you're pulling out, and I'm assuming the answer is no. Does it impact your ability to get a mortgage in the future? Like, does it hurt your credit any and make it harder to obtain a mortgage? That's a good question, Adam. That's a really good question. Um, the answer is no, it doesn't hurt your your credit because you're paying it off so fast, right? It's it's unlike, um, you know, people that, you know, will say, oh, I want to put in a, a new pool in my house. It's going to be $250,000 on my HELOC. And it takes them years to pay that off. No, they're paying it off every few months with the investments that they're using. So, and it just keeps going faster until at the point where they could be paying it off every month. Um, you know, a, a big line of credit. So, so that's not really the factor. What what we have to do is we like to work with lenders that under. So one of the things that we do is we work with lenders that understand the income snowball. And what we do is we we show them um, what they're doing. So they they have to time it properly, right? So when they're buying their rental. And if they're using leverage, which most of our clients are when they're buying rentals, they usually don't buy them for cash. But if they're if they're using leverage and they're doing a split, then um, what we let the what we do is we like to use a HELOC typically, and we'll make sure that they um, the lender knows the timing, right? So they might do a flip or do an investment, and we know that they are going to need that line of credit to be paid off in a certain time. We know when it's going to be paid off. Like everything is is already planned out, so the timing of it. We just have to show the lender look, this is what's going to happen. And if they understand, um, it's easy, right? What, what about the tax side? So that's good to hear that you're not you're not interfering with your credit to be able to qualify for a mortgage to buy another rental. That's, you know, it's, it's just showcasing that to the lender. Um, and we haven't seen any issues with that either. But what is what about the tax side? I mean, if you're earning interest, is that reportable as active income? Anything else to be concerned about on the tax side as we're starting to use these investments? Yeah, it's a good question. So, um, well, it depends on the investment because if it depends on how you're you're making your money. So, I'll give you an example. So, if you're if you're investing in say peer-to-peer notes, um, very little of the income that you're receiving is even considered income by the government, right? Because you're getting principal and interest. The principal portion is not even considered is not even considered income. So now you're borrowing the bank's money. You're getting this huge amount of money every month. From an investment, most of it, 75, 80% of it's not even considered income, even though you're using it like it's income <laughs> and you're stacking that money. So that's pretty good. And then you've got other types of investments that um, that are interest. And so you'll get a 1099 INT from the government. But again, that's another reason why you want to you want to also balance it with things like real estate because you're going to get the depreciation. You're going to get all those tax write-offs that would help offset and sometimes eliminate your any tax liability you have. We've got a client, and I'm sure you've seen the testimonial video, $45,000 a month, 
no taxes. I mean, they don't pay taxes on that. So it's like, you just have to, you have to be strategic. You have to have a plan. And if you know what it's going to be, you can already, you can offset any tax liability on the other side. So, yeah. That sounds like a CPA's nightmare. <laughs> you just need the right one. Yeah, I know. know. I'm That's saying right. it sounds like you need to get the the right one there because I feel like if you took that to just your neighborhood CPA, they'd look at it and just go, I got nothing. <laughs> same same thing with real estate though i mean there's so many that's that's a big thing we've talked about a lot is just having the right team and the network in place i mean not only on the investment side that's the offensive side but then we have the defensive side the right the real estate specific attorneys cpas tax strategists everyone that needs to be on the same page that's your core group of professionals that all understand what you're trying to accomplish because you know you have the wrong cpa even just for one rental property you know, how many times do we see depreciation that it's just not even factored in appropriately? I mean, so that's, that's why you have the right network. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Well, Tanisha, thank you so much for joining us today, everybody. You can check them out. If you go to renttoretirement.com slash income snowball, that will take you to where you need to go for, uh, to find out more about the program. You can sign up, watch the modules and really learn a little bit more about, uh, what they do. Tanisha, really appreciate you spending your time with us today. Anything you want to leave our listeners with? No, just do something. Don't wait. Don't delay. Don't think about it. You need to get started to do something so that you can start making some money that will offset inflation for sure. Yep, so not, thanks for having me, you guys. It's always, it's always great. Yeah, mm-hmm. not making a decision is a decision in and of itself. So um, head on over to rentsretirement.com. If you already got your fast burning fuel, you can get some slow burning fuel there. You can see all of our inventory at renttoretirement.com. If you have any questions for us, email them to podcasts at renttoretirement.com. That's podcasts at renttoretirement.com. Don't forget to leave us a review on whatever podcast platform you're using. We greatly appreciate all of you who've taken the time to do that. Renttoretirement.com. See you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Rent to Retirement podcast, your number one resource for wealth building, real estate investing, and stress-free retirement strategies. Continue your real estate education and invest with us at renttoretirement.com.